pros. Lowe's wants to help you keep working. That's why we're open for pro business hours 6 to 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. Save yourself a trip by shopping Lowe'sforpros.com, where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. Lowe's is open and pro-ready. Hey, Dustin. It's Erin. Um, I'm really sorry it took me so long to get you my edit for the Portland episode. Um, I listened to it, and I, I really liked it a lot, but I... I don't know. I feel like my voice is really annoying <laughs> and uh, my laughs are really loud. I think like right before the show, I was feeling low energy. So I pounded a bunch of coffee and I don't know. I don't know if it's noticeable, um, but you know, and I'm going to have you just put it up with no edits at all um, because I don't think there's any editing around uh, me being a little manic. Um, but I think the guests are awesome, and I don't think it's I don't think it's that bad. Uh, but I I found myself a little annoyed by my own voice, so um, that's why it took me so long. Okay, um, I hope you're well. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. feels terrible recorded uh, live from the Bridgetown Comedy Festival in the amazing city of Portland, Oregon. City of babies? Uh, I, uh, I, I don't know if I, my biological clock is just about to explode, but I have seen more beautiful babies in the last two days than I've seen anywhere, really. Like, it's, it, it's a thing, and I think it's the trees and the rain. Everybody's just having sex and uh, C-sections because all the babies have perfectly round heads. Um, <laughs> And I, I, I was, I was trying to explain that uh, to my fiance. I said, "Oh, maybe that's a C," which I think maybe I'm not a doctor or uh, uh, an intelligent person, apparently. But I, like, I was explaining that to Dan because we were sitting near a baby, and I know for sure the mom heard me as I was like, "I think she had a C-section." <laughs> uh, and who knows what uh, what her explanation of that was? Um, I've had an excellent time in Portland the last couple of days. You guys are so nice. It is such a wonderful city. The shows are great. Everything's been wonderful. I've eaten the city of Portland. It's been amazing. I, I, my boots were tight today. I, I don't think I'm supposed to be gaining weight in my calves, but uh, my boots were tight today because I've eaten so much food. Um, I've had some great moments. I've done some great shows. I've had some, uh, I've had some really uh, dark moments. Uh, last night, was anyone at the Harmontown show yesterday? Yeah. 
Yeah, it was so fun. We had such a great time, and, and afterwards I had such a good time talking to the audience, and it was wonderful. And uh, we were drinking, and I, I took some mushrooms, and because I was just like Portland, like everybody's fine in Portland, and every like, everyone was so nice, and so I, I guess I was projecting an energy where I needed people to tell me I was pretty or something, because people are like, I just gotta tell you you're pretty. I'm like, I love this place. Um, so so I took I took uh, some some natural. Uh, uh, mushrooms, and I, uh, I was doing great until uh, until I went to Sizzle Pie, and uh, everything was fine until my fiance uh, started talking about cults. <laughs> and uh, my dad, my dad is a my dad is a preacher, and I like sometimes I get a little self conscious about the idea of my fiance being like a religious figure. I mean, it's weird. It's weird when he jokes about that. But then also I'm like, ah, dad. Um, <laughs> but I was sitting there and I was having such I was having such a good time. And then all of a sudden the cult thing started happening. And then I had. I didn't take that many mushrooms. I had enough where just like his face just started kind of turning into this like just just this angry face, and I and I was like, "What? What do you mean? What are you talking about?" And he he wasn't uh, he wasn't tripping, so he he was he was just like, "Well, no, I you know blah 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 call," and I just freaked out. Um, and kind of stomped out of the restaurant, and my friend Shadi came in and and, and and talked to me, and then I stomped back, and then I I was real classy and cool uh, because I, I continued to fight with with Dan. I, I came back because I wanted to smooth things over, but when I came back, I we talked, and our talk ended with with me saying, "You're a monster! You're a monster!" Like in sizzle pie as I was leaving, and then I like walked, like started walking towards the hotel, and some community fans like walked past me. And they're like, "Is Dan there?" And I was like, "He is!" Like I don't know. <laughs> Stomping around, I went back to my room, and I feel like I feel like it hasn't been enough time for it to be cool that I'm really telling the story because I feel like, you know, sometimes I talk about things that I've done in the past that are embarrassing or quote unquote crazy, and. <laughs> It's okay because there's enough distance, so like that maybe there there's there's kind of the hope from the audience that like I've changed. <laughs> but this is something that happened last night. So me telling you this this story is kind of like me saying, yeah, I guess I know I'm I'm crazy, and apparently I don't care what I wreck on, on the on other people. But I uh, I went I went back to my room, and if you're staying in the Jupiter Hotel, the Jupiter Hotel has a chalkboard chalkboard uh, doors with chalk. <laughs> uh, not ketchup chalk. Uh, and I, I sat down and I was, I, the second time that I went back to the room, I just felt so shitty and awful. Dan had said something about me removing the joy from the table, <laughs> which was, which was accurate. Um, but I, I was just like, I'm the worst. And I took out my chalk and I, um, I'm just going to tell you exactly what I did. And I don't know how I feel about it yet. I'm just going to, I'm just going to put it out there. I drew a map of, um, me and then everyone who I thought cared about me. <laughs> Just, yeah. Um, 
and I, I just had three people on my map. <laughs> it was very sad. <laughs> and then I looked at the, the drawing of me. I was like, oh, this is my imaginary friend from when I was a kid. I used to draw this. Uh, I used to draw this little cartoon that I named Sally with like big, like Simpson eyes, and then just like a like a sad face. And I would say to my parents, like, Sally hates the shower, and I would like show them a drawing, and they were like, great, you're you're creative, you're great. Um, <laughs> So I had her, and then I was—I felt so comforted by this picture of her that I'm like, maybe I can like make myself feel better. At this point, like I think I'm—I'm I'm, I'm really tripping, and I—I'm I, trying to make myself feel better. So I'm like, I'm gonna—I'm gonna draw a psychologist. So I drew this picture of a man, and I wrote Dr. Williams next to it because I thought that was like the most comforting name. I had glasses, and I just kind of sat there and I like t- told him my feelings. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'll take a picture of this, by the way, and I'll Instagram it. Um, why? Wait, why am I doing that? Oh, now I have to. Okay. So I, uh, <laughs> um, so I, I did that, and like right, right as I'm talking to the door, I get a knock on the door from my friend Chatty, and she, and she comes in. She's like, "Are you like my eyes are just, just black, just?" And I'm like, "I'm fine." Just, <laughs> she made me wash my face, and I was like, "I look great," but she's like, "No, you have you have black all down your face." <laughs> she's trying to get me to to come out again, but it. Then the the night ended with me uh, watching Warm is the Bluest Color on my iPad um, and wishing I was a gay French teenager. <laughs> it's a great movie, by the way. You should watch it. Um, and, uh, and this morning, everything was fine. And Dan and I realized, which I think we've realized before, that even though, even though this fight was inspired by drugs, maybe, maybe, um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, we realize, like, I, in those moments when, like, and I don't know if this is a male-female thing or if this is just an Aaron Dan thing, but I was so, I was so sad, and I just, he apologized to me because he kind of, he was, he was angry that I was sucking the joy out of the table, out of the table. Um, but I, I just wanted, he apologized, but he apologized in a very logical way, and I, I think we realized that all I really wanted was a hug and a, like, I love you, as opposed to, like, he just wants to kind of, you know, shut down that emotion because it doesn't make sense to him. But I think we figured it out this morning. We hugged it out. And now we're great. Wedding back on. <laughs> it, was never, it was never off. I'm not wearing my engagement ring, by the way, because I, the diamond fell out and I still haven't gotten it fixed because I'm lazy. Um, it's Mother's Day. Do we have any mothers here? Good. <laughs> Are there really, there, no one here has children? No mother? No female? Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, for everybody in the room and for the listeners at home, uh, there, there's a very nice, nice looking woman in the front row who just raised her. Yes, I'm a mother. Like, so embarrassed. It's not a disease. It's not a cold. <laughs> so, um, I like that you're wearing a blazer. I'm wearing my blazer and, and, uh, for, for mothers. Oh, thank you. No, a blazer has never been whistled at. That's, uh, that's great. <laughs> um, uh, because it's Mother's Day, I want to tell a quick story about my mother, who, who, who died when I was in high school, um, so I d- don't have to worry about today, really. But I, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
Um, I, uh, anyway, but fun story about her. She was very different from me. Uh, she was very, very, very private and, uh, so private that she had a, she was a writer and she had a pseudonym and she's like, she's written books that I don't know what her pseudonym is. So she has like these private, like romance novels that are floating around somewhere. Um, and she, one day when I was like, we never really talked about sex or relationships and, or any of that stuff. Like her and my dad met when they were in college and the assumption was always that they, they, you know, started dating. They met because my dad was teaching a church group. He was sitting in a circle, sitting in a circle. I mean, that's, it was the seventies. He was like a hippie Christian guy. And my mom thought he was, he was, he was real sexy. Um, uh, gross. Uh, (laughs) one day my mom picked me up from school and I was like 12 years old and my mom, I have no, I'll, I'll never know what inspired this conversation, but we're driving back to the house and she said, do you know, it was really hard for me and your father to wait to have sex before we got married. And I was like, what, (laughs) what what? And she's like, you know, it's, it was really, it was, it was difficult. I mean, we did just about everything, but, uh, and, and I was like, what is go like, I was so, I was so embarrassed. Like I was so, I was so closed off in that way. And so uncomfortable with that stuff as most 12 year olds are, but I was so uncomfortable that I used to, I used to stuff my bra just so I wouldn't feel my boobs. Like that's how, like, I was just like, none of this. Uh, and I was going through puberty and it was terrible. And I was like, oh, I did, I didn't know that. I don't, I don't, I didn't know that. And she said, yeah, it, you know, your father and I, we started dating right after I, uh, I became engaged to this other guy. And I was like, what are you, what, what? And she's like, yeah, I had this a long uh, affair with this poet named John, and he proposed to me one day. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, what is happening? Like, I don't understand why this is happening. Uh, and she said, yeah, it was... At the end of the day, I, I had to choose between uh, John and your father, and you know, sometimes I'm not sure if I made the right choice. <laughs> and I, I, and my memory of the story is just the the wind, the dirt on the window, because I was so upset and didn't know how to deal. I was just like staring at like a smudge on the window, trying not to turn inside out. Um, and then we, we got home and never talked about it again. And a couple years ago, my dad and I were having kind of like a refreshing, honest conversation about him and my mom. And I was like, yeah, and how about this John stuff? He's like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, he never knew. Like somewhere there's some guy that like has a picture of my mom in his journal. And like, who knows? Who knows? Maybe she was, she was a firefighter or something. I have no, I have no idea. But uh, happy Mother's Day and happy Mother's Day to, to, to my mom, Susan. Susan Lynn Dunkel, um, may you may you be writing secretly in heaven. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, we have an excellent show. We have two amazing guests, Mary Van No and Reggie Watts, are on the show. Yeah. Uh, but before I bring them out, um, I'm wondering if there is anybody in the audience who's going through a breakup or is going through something shitty <laughs> or relationship related or is or is dealing with some kind of thing or yes I knew there would be one come on can we come on stage what's your name Grant Grant give it up for Grant there you go hello I actually met you in your uh, mushroom stupor oh no <laughs> It all makes sense now. Oh no! Wait, well, wait, at what at what point at Sizzle Pie? Uh, here last night, probably at two o'clock. Oh no! I'm so sorry. I would have never known. Really? It all just came clear now. <laughs> Yay! I can still do drugs. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> what, what was I, what was, when you say it all makes sense now, how do you mean? Oh, uh, you just seem to be a little flustered. Maybe. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> oh, no, no, we'll no, no, say no, what that, happened. That, that's all it was. It was just okay. you wanted to talk to Dan. You were a little flustered, and that's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Okay, cool. All right, well, thanks. Um, so what's uh, what's going on, Grant? Uh, I seem to be attracted to women that are crazy. Like, <laughs> like, like bipolar, like okay. medication taking, mm. like breaking my windows. Like, oh geez, yeah, do you have like a specific? What's what's an example of quote unquote crazy behavior? Because people also throw that around. Uh, just that recent, word around okay, so just recently, after not seeing a girl or talking, well, I'm hitting a mic already. Uh, not talking to her about seven months, she came over and smashed a window. Oh geez, just to see me. <laughs> like, it, was, it was ten. It was ten o'clock in the morning. That's way too early to smash was windows. Was she calling, or was there any? She, she had called. I was very sick at the time, and I said, "Hey, I don't really feel like getting together. I haven't seen you in this long." Yeah. And then I hear a knock on the door while I'm in the shower, and then I hear pounding on the door, and then I hear smash. <laughs> Anyway, it went badly, and it seems to be so. Oh, that went badly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so surprised that didn't that didn't end in embraces and. <laughs> no. So anyway, these yeah. These what did she use story. to smash her window? I believe a rock. She stood on a chair and smashed with a rock. And it's a big window. It was a big window. Where did she find the chair? Outside of my backyard. Oh. Climbed up, up on your top backyard. of it. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Huh. Um, why hadn't you seen each other for seven months? I broke up with her the seven months ago and thought it was probably best that we didn't get together. Did you break up with her initially because she was, she like breaking things or? Oh, uh, she actually started stripping without talking to me about that. And I thought that was something we should have a discussion about. Like, <laughs> like she just called me after work and she was like, oh, I'm walking home. And I'm like, you should, probably shouldn't walk home from a strip club. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I took, I've taken some time away. And, and stepped back and re-examined a little bit. Actually, after starting to listen to This Feels Terrible, I, I, I took a little time off and, and tried to re-examine. But now, oh. I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, what's your mom like? My mom's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> My mom is amazing. Love you, mom. I can't believe I'm on this show right now. But um, yeah, uh, she's wonderful. She's very caring, very supportive. Are you are you somebody who uh, who likes taking care of things? Uh, I gotta yeah to Brita this. I have a degree in psychology, <laughs> and so like I guess I'm not familiar with that reference. Okay. <laughs> so there's this TV show. Uh, anyway. So anyway, I I guess I have something like a, a desire to help people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And both my parents. My dad was a psychologist. My mom was a speech pathologist for over 30 years, so they both helped blind kids my whole life. And I volunteered there, so I have that in me as well, so, like... All right, we get it, you're, very, you're a great person. I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so it's, uh, it's interesting, so I'm trying to find something totally different. How, how long do those, like, when you first meet these women, like, do you know off the bat that, that they're, they're, they're a little, like tumultuous like what is I, I did have a girlfriend who told me on the very first day that she was totally crazy but in an endearing way and it right. and it really wasn't that endearing later on <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, well, I've talked about this on the podcast before. The the, the term manic pixie dream girl gets thrown absolutely. around too much. Absolutely. But yeah, I wonder, like, when when you in these relationships, like. Like, they seem to be the like aggressor, like they're the one really yeah. pursuing the relationship, and I, I guess I, I yeah. Like what that. do you what what do you like about that? Do you just like the the, the excitement? The that some yeah. There's there's. Do they make you feel passion. special? No, there's. Inst- do they make you feel special? I do. I do feel special. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not quite sure what it is. I think it's the intense energy at the beginning of things. Have you ever been in a relationship where like? you guys just kind of hang out and enjoy being around each other and just kind of like watch Jeopardy and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> How long did those relationships last? Uh, I was with someone for about three years, but she was she was she had had some of the bipolar issues type too, so. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And well. I enjoyed, I enjoyed, I like, I, I helped. She's like, backstage. She's yeah. <laughs> She's, oh God, there's a woman with a bat and a plate of glass. <laughs> Just laughing maniacally. I can she has Grant tackling. tattooed on her face. Really? <laughs> <laughs> this is all a setup. Anyway. <laughs> a terrible setup. Um, uh, well... You know, just uh, just hang in there. Try something normal. <laughs> I mean, I feel I feel like that stuff is kind of a I don't know. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a psychologist. Um, sh- Neither sh- am I. <laughs> I think I think that like when like that that feels very much like a phase. That I know. I think that part of the reason why. One of the reasons why I was kind of that person when I was 17, 18, 19, 20 was because I was so uncomfortable with myself. Like, I was so insecure and so, like, like uncomfortable with the idea that somebody would be into me. So, you like, just all this, like, drama. So, so the relationship becomes more about these, like, events where, you know, do things like, oh, if I... With something. Oh, if I don't know, if I show up at his house with like my chest painted with a recipe for the, I don't know, whatever. Like just, just like, just, uh, or uh, that, that's crazy. Or if I, there's something I actually did, which we've talked about on the podcast. I, my, I showed up at my boyfriend's softball game dressed as a homeless woman and like sat just so I could watch the softball game. I guess that's just being crazy. That's not like an exciting thing. Like you were writing your own sitcom, right? Like, like it it was a written in a sitcom. Like you like those moments though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when, when your relationship is just those moments, moments then that's not really like I think it's I think it's still I still think that like I don't regret those relationships I had where I was like let's go to a construction site and play ha-. like when I watched um, <laughs> when I watched uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind I watched it with my first boyfriend and the entire movie like embarrassingly so like w- like I did so many other things that um Clementine did in the movie, uh, except like she was like a little bit like cooler than I was. I was a little crazier, but the, but it's because like those things. That's the relationship. You're not really. You're never really sitting with somebody without like confetti. Right. The, you're not so like oh god. Well, no, this is just me. Like, do we really get along, or is this about this like weird game because we're children and I'm like like, you know. like we're trying to write a story here instead of instead of living an actual relationship. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. But yes. Uh, and like thinking that relationships are those montage moments as opposed to like I know my favorite moments. The reason why I like my relationship so much is because we we do just like hang out and there's not like a, this expectation. There's not this like what's next kind of right. thing. And, and I do think like in the beginning of our relationship, I did do some stuff. <laughs> I said that so honestly. Some testing. Yeah, well, I found myself just, like, not not really, like, testing. We, we both did it. We both did it to each other, like, as you're easing into this, oh, we're going to be, we're, like, romantic friends. We hang out, and then we are intimate with each other, and we, the best part of our relationship is the Jeopardy thing. Like, when you, I think a good relationship is when... You're at some crazy bubble party with your boyfriend, and you're like, ah, I really just wish we were watching Game of Thrones right. uh, because that's because <laughs> Khaleesi gets naked in this one, and that's going to be awesome. Great. I understand. I understand completely. It, that 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 is something that it was, is nice. Like when I introduced a, a girlfriend to Community, and we could sit around and watch the show. Again, I do not never know what you never heard about. of it. Right. Uh, I, I think, I think, but I think it's also important for you to take responsibility for choosing to be in those relationships sure. because you're doing the crazy thing too. Because sure. it's just as crazy that you're like that you have someone in your life that sure. your window. Uh, the, I, sometimes it's disguised at first, though, right? Like it, it comes into you in nice packages. Crazy doesn't always present itself. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, like when you like when that's if you really like somebody and they're starting to like kind of show that behavior, like you just kind of call it out and talk about it and be like, I really like you. Like, let's let's chill out. Like, nothing's wrong here. We really like each other. Yeah. Let's see where this goes. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Cool. Thanks, Grant. Grant, everybody. Can I have a hug? Yeah, you can. Have a hug. Yeah. Changing lives. Um, why would a TV show be called Community? It's so broad. Um, hope it stays on the air. I, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> it is too soon. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and not fair because Dan's on a flight right now back to LA. He has no idea that I'm like poking fun at the show. No, it's no, it's it's a, it's it is very sad and it's a wonderful show. I love the show very much. Um, uh, all right, I'm gonna stop talking about that before I say something weird. Um, but, but I do love the show. Love the show. I know what it is. Uh, <laughs> I wish I was a mushroom so I had an excuse. Uh, all right. Uh, my first guest uh, is an amazing performer. I've been a fan of hers for a long time. I feel she's one of those people I feel like this uh, this kinship with. She hails from San Francisco. She's hilarious. I already bought up all her zines from the uh, from the the merch store. Please welcome to the stage Miss Mary Van Note. <laughs> Hey, Mare. Hey. Hey. Have you ever done anything uh, kooky crazy? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, I was going to give you this. Um, oh. <laughs> it leads into the story, but it's a Mary Van Tote. Um, awesome. Oh, and it has so a really emo stick figure drawing that I, it comes from a 140-page graphic novel that I wrote of, about a crush. <laughs> Um, <laughs> awesome. Filled with, you know, private messages from MySpace. Uh, that is Just awesome. really, <laughs> yeah. So, is that available? Sadly, no. The 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 story <laughs> with that is that um, he wasn't into me when I wrote it, but uh -huh. uh, 
Then he became interested in me when I started seeing somebody else, of course. Uh, and then one of the requirements for me dating him was to get back all the books that uh, I had sold. Uh, and that should have been a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, controlling? Was that controlling? Uh, and it's, it's pretty sad. It's, it's, like I you said, had to go to people's houses and say, I need that. I did. It was Whoa. so awful. <laughs> it was so awful. Some people, a couple people still, uh, I don't, he's probably going to listen to this, but whatever. Like a couple people still have him, but you know, anyway, uh, <laughs> I can't believe Moshe Kasher did that to you. He's <laughs> kidding. Oh man. Uh, and it's like, I, I'm still considered one of my, uh, one of the best things I've ever written. So it's kind of sad that no one can read it. But if you uh, come oh, to San Francisco, uh, you can buy me a beer and I'll let you read it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fine. Um, what, did he know about the book when you guys started dating? Like, did he? Yeah, he actually. Did you reveal that to him when you started dating? Uh, a friend of mine, a mutual friend, brought it over and he read it and he actually liked it. But there are things in it that he felt uncomfortable about and so and yeah it's just one of those things oh man yeah do you are you dating anybody right now yes i have a great boyfriend um we've been together four and a half years now oh wow nice yeah so i'm just so happy not to be in an awful relationship (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm happy to not be that crazy person anymore i mean like i it is crazy. It's like I take credit for me being crazy with that one. But, yeah. Have you ever showed up at someone's house and done something similar to breaking a window? or? Oh, no. Nothing that bad. Nothing that bad. I But the crush I had that, that book's about, uh, like, I would perform on stage, like, a lot about my crush on him like it became like a performance art piece my obsession mm-hmm. with him like <laughs> it was like really inspiring to me like this crush and i yeah i just went with it you know oh man how flattering if anyone has a crush on me you can publish the book <laughs> <laughs> i will allow it um so uh god i want to know who this person is so bad um uh, yeah uh what do you so like <laughs> yeah. i want to tell you <laughs> i will i will ask after um so what is your what is your relationship with like so you you talk about your personal life on on stage and like do you do you think that anybody has like a right to say i don't how do you feel about like talking about current relationships on stage what do you what do you think um yeah, like, even my boyfriend said, like, it's totally fine if you talk about me on the stage. It's, like, you know, nothing hurtful, which I'm, like, yeah, yeah I would never yeah. say anything hurtful. Yeah, um, yeah. Even the jokes I write, I guess, could be considered hurtful if people are like, oh, that's a mean <laughs> thing to say about your boyfriend. But it's it's a joke, so, yeah. you know. Uh, I had my ex, one of my exes, uh, who became an ex because he didn't like that I did stand-up comedy. It was mm. right when I first started doing stand-up, and he was deathly afraid of me talking about him on stage yeah so that wasn't gonna work out but uh that guy i'm friends with him now and i told him about a joke i had just come up with about my boyfriend being broke and he's like 
oh, you, you can't tell that about your boyfriend. That's horrible. And then I was all, it worried me. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to have to tell Ben like that, about this joke. And I told him. And he's like, that's a great joke. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, yes, I found the right one. That's great. Yeah. That's so great. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way about Dan being comfortable with that stuff. I knew that my ex-boyfriend was going to be my ex-boyfriend when one day, just randomly, he said, you'll never talk about me on your show, right? <laughs> I was like, why, why would I? He's like, you, you just, you wouldn't say anything mean, right? <laughs> and he was cheating on me. Uh, but, uh, oh, <laughs> so that's, man. that's why I said that. He was like, oh, if I ask, uh, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll, it'll be, it'll be fine. Uh, what were you like in high school? What was your, what, what was your boy? I was about to say, what was your first boy experience? Uh, <laughs> like what? <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> my first boy experience of all forms uh, <laughs> uh, was uh, my first everything was in high school, 16 years old, um, my first boyfriend. Um, and that was crazy. I was, I became crazy for him. And, you know, as high school relationships go, it's like pretty tumultuous, I guess. And mm-hmm. I was pretty nutty. What I would, did you do? You? Like, there was like one time when we were kind of broken up and to be a part of his life, I drove him and his date to the mall. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I want to take a bath in that. That is amazing. <laughs> um, what? How did he? How did he ask you? Wait, can you? Could you give us oh, some details? Oh, I think I offered. <laughs> I think I was like, like, probably like that's if weird. you're gonna do this, I'm gonna chauffeur you. <laughs> Oh, it was so painful. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, what, when you went to, uh, so you were cool in high school, kind of. Uh, oh, you had a boyfriend. Mm, uh, <laughs> I mean, he was a year younger than me in, in my class. Um, the thing I regret is that I did that thing where, like, I ditched out on any friendships that I had and, like, was completely mm. entwined with this boy. Yeah. Uh, which... You know, it's just sad. Like uh, when we kind of got back together when I was in college, um, I ditched out on going to the like state championship cross country meet or whatever that I was in to like go to his. You had a boyfriend and you could run. <laughs> it was. It wasn't well. I made it. Through, yeah, that, that was good. Uh, maybe I would have been great. I don't know, but I didn't go to that championship. I went to his um, wrestling tournament instead. You know. So I had that, like, being supportive and, like, taking their side over mine or something yeah. problem. How did you guys express your love to each other as high schoolers? Um, aside, aside from uh, sexy stuff. Uh, or maybe including, who knows? Yeah, well, there was a lot of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I made him a lot of gifts uh, whenever we got in a fight that became me like I did something really elaborate that was really sweet but he uh I knew he always walked to school the same way so we'd gotten in a fight the night before and I made got up early and made all these signs that created a message um I taped them on the sidewalk and they were very cryptic no one else would know what they were about uh and I think glitter was involved. Uh, there's some glitter there. And then I taped them all along the sidewalk. And I think at the end it was something like, do you choose this way or the, this other way that 
obviously I was sitting at this bench over here <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> What? Do you remember like how you were sitting? Like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm just like, please, <laughs> did he appreciate that or was he? I think he did. I think he was stoked. Um, yeah, but again, we you know, it didn't last. Obviously, he was he was into it. I guess I don't know. Were your friends? I know, like when I, when I was in high school, like if we knew that someone had a boyfriend and they were being sexy with a boyfriend it was always we were always so afraid to ask because they were like hang out with like nerdy nerdy kids and we had one friend with a boyfriend and we knew that like they're doing it yeah well i <laughs> i used to think i i confused the word um uh boner for pros okay well there are two couple confusions i had i thought boner meant prostitute <laughs> And and I thought a blowjob was something else. I thought a blowjob was like I don't I don't I don't remember what I thought. Like it was like padding or like I thought I, I was like I'll find out when I get there. Like I I had no idea, I had no idea what it was. I was just like oh this is this like very complicated thing because they oh, do, yeah. you know you don't know if a man's penis is like a puzzle that like the, sometimes you do a thing. So um, yeah, I thought sex was like when the penis touched the clitoris like this, <laughs> like out of this world. You know, I thought I thought that time. men's pee. I thought that you lay you lie next to each other and a man's penis came out like a fire hose and then he would plug it in <laughs> like a gas pump <laughs> oh my god and then I thought like why people people liked it so much just because they're like we're adults <laughs> like we're allowed to do this like not like it was pleasurable at all because I, I, I obviously I didn't, didn't want to feel sexual in any way oh yeah um, so did you like did you tell your friends about that stuff was that um, well I just didn't I wasn't really close with friends at that time it would have been nice. Yeah, like I, right, yeah. Um, and I was really clueless in high school. Like I remember this one time, uh, this friend of mine would always have carrots and a bag of ranch that she would dip the carrots in. And she, <laughs> I she remember would, people like that. Yeah, that's, that's the thing that kind of goes away when you're an adult. But when you're a kid, there is a kid that with always the same snack. <laughs> oh, and then she would joke with the boys that we sat with and like lick the ranch off the carrot and like go like this and like and all the guys would be like laughing and stuff. And me and this other girl were like. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. And then we said that in front of all the guys too. <laughs> uh, when I was at high school, I like I knew that lollipops were sexy, and I knew that batting your eyes was sexy. And I would, I just all the time had lollipops. Like I just, I mean, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't know how to do anything. But like my version of coming into my own was just I was the girl with the lollipops, <laughs> and just would like sit in class and just like eat the lollipops. Pops. And I think it went, I stopped when some guy was like, you should stop, you shouldn't eat so many um, because I was fat. So like people were just like, oh, she's fat because she loves eating lollipops. <laughs> but I was like some, oh, and I would, I would like flutter my eyes, um, which just looked like I was uh, spasming my eyes. And then when I went to college, like I had like this whole sexy outfit, but it was totally a virgin, but everyone thought I was a big, a, a big, uh, uh, Mm -hmm. Just uh, a round girl. <laughs> uh, oh, because I would wear uh, baseball shirts and black uh, with a black bra and uh, nice. fishnet tights nice. and uh, yeah, like a tomboy hooker. So oh man! I dress. 
we were like the, we like dressed kind of similarly like i think yeah. my boyfriend in high school had a crush on me because i was the only girl girl in school that looked like marla from fight club <laughs> and he like wanted to be tyler durden like completely so i think that was the only reason why he liked me uh, but and then you, you guys dated all throughout high school and then in college, right? Yeah, it was pretty long for high school. I mean, it was like kind of two years, a little bit off and on. So how did it end? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I went off to college and it was like just oh god, it ended horribly. <laughs> oh, it's coming back to me. So he did. I did something wrong, like. And he was like, you need to really do something to, like, make it up up to me. Yeah, I'm taking a walk tomorrow to Vons. <laughs> so get out your signs. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I, I already did that, so I couldn't. I had to up the ante, right? Right. So I decided I should get a tattoo of his initials on my body. <laughs> Where is it? Oh, my God. Well, it used to be. Um, oh. Yeah, so... We'll get to that. Okay. Um, (laughs) So, like, there was this one day where I, like, um, I knew I I was dropping him off at the dojo. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That explains so much about... (laughs) Oh, you should have left him. Left him there. Yeah, and then... uh, (laughs) Dropped him off at the dojo. There's some tattoo shops nearby, and I wasn't, like, under... I was 18 then, which is pathetic, but... uh, one of the tattoo shops was like about to close and I should have taken that as a sign like don't do this. But instead I went to this other <laughs> tattoo shop and you know just really tatted up dude, kind of scary looking and just got it done and in the middle of getting it done he's like so you want some shading? I'm like, "Oh yeah, this isn't permanent or anything." I'm like, "Sure." I don't <laughs> like, know like, what that's like gonna sprinkles look like. on frozen yogurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shading. I know. <laughs> so, you know, I get get it and um i drive him back home and then i'm like "Ooh, i have a surprise for you <laughs> oh, no. it's in my pants <laughs> uh, and then i showed him and he freaked out oh, and man, uh, that's the worst. that was the end <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Uh, what a terrible. And then years later, I found out that there was a tattoo removal program for gangbangers. <laughs> and I finagled my way into that. <laughs> what, what gang did you say you were in? <laughs> well, actually, they, they were pretty, they're like um, a Catholic nonprofit, and I don't think they would turn anybody away. Right. So, but really, I was just hanging out with a bunch of people with, like, gang tattoos. <laughs> Getting into did, they, did they know that you weren't in a gang, or were they? <laughs> I mean, I can, maybe I look kind of scary sometimes. I don't know. Terrifying. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, uh, that's something. I, uh, I, had, I had kind of the opposite experience where I, I was being really shitty with my first boyfriend and kind of, I was just lonely. I had broken up with him and then I was lonely and I was doing the really cool thing where I like was bored or didn't have anything to do. And I'd be like, want to, want to go to a movie? And he was like, Oh, great. We're going to get to get back together again. And we went out to this movie and I drew on a, a napkin while we were at dinner, 
like a, just like a picture. I said, this is, I bet this is, this is what, what you should look out every morning. You should see every morning when you wake up, like this, cause he was kind of a nature lover. So I drew this dumb mountain and this is, I was a very, this was a very bad move on my part. And I gave him the napkin. Like a month later or so, I saw him just like in passing. And this is after he was like, I thought we were getting back together. I thought there was this whole thing. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, and we, I saw him and he, it was, it, it was like 90 degrees outside. We had some sort of like exchange we had to make and he had his sleeves all the way down to his wrists. And I was like, it's so, it's so hot outside. Um, and, and, we talked and I could see that he had like a tattoo and I was like, Oh my God, did you get a tattoo? And I got that napkin drawing tattooed like on his oh. forearm. And, uh, we, we both, I think we just like hugged and I was like, I'm sorry. I'm such a terrible person. Wow. He still has it. Let's bring out our next guest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Our next guest is uh, so wonderful and talented. You can see him on uh, season three of Comedy Bang Bang. Please welcome Reggie Watts. Hey. Right. Hello. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I just got up a little bit ago. Ah, or did you stay late at the uh, after party? I did, I did. So it always reminds me of Star Trek. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it looks identical like, to Star Trek. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it was uh, really late last night. Everything went like, was it five, six thirty? Oh, really? Yeah, wow. people were like in that corner over there, with, like, <laughs> like that corner. Oh no, not there. Sorry, over there, uh, like on the first floor. Someone had a room there, and everybody went to it oh, after fun. the tent. Anyways, it was. I haven't, I haven't stayed out that long in a long time. Oh man, I was I was too busy uh, crying and watching a French movie. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what time you what time you got do. here. Yeah, French yeah. movies either make you go, "What's going on?" or like, yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you remember, but the the last time I saw you, which was also the first time I met you, maybe I think was at the uh, the benefit at the Wiltern. Oh yeah, yeah, and I think I I don't know if you remember, but the next morning I woke up and I was like, I think I last night uh, when I because it was a benefit, and for some reason at the benefit I thought that I. I should drink to benefit the. Was just, I thought I was doing like I was supposed to be very drunk, which is silly. But also, I drink a lot. But I was, I was especially, I was especially fired up. And I woke up and I was like, I am pretty sure that I pulled Reggie Watts aside and said, if I wasn't getting married, I, I think you would be a good husband. Like, I think, <laughs> Because I, you, uh, you perform that now. You're, you're, so, you're so great. And I like said to my, to my, to my friend, I, I, I like, he would be such a good husband. I, I know, because you like rolled with the punches. Because like there was a tech problem. And I, and oh, I was, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> do you think you'd be a good husband? We'd be, I don't we'd know, be kind maybe. of fun together. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I'd make a good husband. <laughs> I mean, I've never been a husband, but uh, yeah. I mean, a, a husband, husband. Uh, no, I, I uh, <laughs> been that. No, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess so. It sounds like a cool thing. I mean, Being a husband, yeah. yeah. What, what do you like? What do you think your days would look like as a husband? 
Um, <laughs> what would you wear? Pro- and pro- <laughs> Probably get up, you know, if mm-hmm. I didn't have to leave the house, you know, I'd probably stay in a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, but put on some, like, you know, some, some dickies or, you know, slacks or something. And mm-hmm. then, like, go check on that pesky window downstairs. <laughs> uh, you know, see if I got the right parts to fix it. And mm-hmm. maybe have to make a trip to the hardware store. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't know, maybe kind of trim edge the yard you know so oh yeah, yeah you should yeah, yeah I mean, so that when you got back from work i'd be mm-hmm. like look what i did you know like, yeah. i didn't just do nothing all day <laughs> uh, so you as a husband is someone who works on kind of a point system right? <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 definitely you're like definitely. what is my husband duty today i just flash back to my mother like and like like you know making sure i did all the chores yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i like in the uh, scenario you're the house husband and I'm like going off to IBM. And <laughs> yeah, totally, of course. I was like, can't talk about it, working on a government project. <laughs> um, I, uh, are, you a, are, you a, are you a dater? <laughs> I'm a great interviewer, by the way. I'm a dater. Are you a dater? Are you a dater? Dick dater. Um, I, yeah, I guess. I don't, it depends on your definition of dating, I suppose. I mean, like, to me, a date. Are you, like, more of a monogamous person, or uh, are you a, if dating was, um, <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, yeah. Don't question it. Okay. <laughs> Campfire, swimming pool, or buffet? <laughs> Campfire, swimming pool, campfire. All right. See, it works. <laughs> it okay, cool. All right. That's my, that's my uh, litmus test. Is that the right word? Okay, um, so do you, so like, are you, are you somebody, if I had to guess, because mm-hmm. we, because we don't really know each other, yeah, yeah. I, I would guess that, thank you, um, yeah, what a great <laughs> husband, uh, Reggie just reached for the water bottle. It's okay, honey. <laughs> <laughs> you got your husband point for today. <laughs> yeah, Here's your little sticker shaped like a hammer. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um, wh- because I don't know you, just like kind of like being familiar with you or just like being in the same room with you, I would guess that you're somebody who's not always in a relationship but then when you are you're in the relationship for a long time so maybe you're you're very you don't just start relationships willy-nilly uh no okay definitely, <laughs> definitely not no that's oh, no. oh good so I'm right that's, that's yeah that's very accurate yeah I mean I mean before uh my current girlfriend and then uh... and, and the, <laughs> No, we're breaking up. We're breaking up tomorrow. <laughs> we put an expiration date on it. Congratulations. <laughs> tomorrow, come on. That's tomorrow. okay. I don't want you to be my boyfriend. I want yeah. you to be my husband. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Well, that'll definitely happen. Um, <laughs> what if it did? Yeah. I, mean, I never want to break up from my fiance, but what if, I don't know. Maybe what if he just rises into heaven and nothing bad happens? And then we become <laughs> like... You know. Everyone's like, oh, he was, he was Jesus. And then I'm like, I'm all alone. And then we just get married. I go, hey, I'm over here. Do you have a window that needs fixing? So you're before your current girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, before my, well, I had a girlfriend before my current girlfriend. Um, and there was only like maybe a f- six months in between mm-hmm. the other, but before that girlfriend, uh, it was like, I was single for nine years. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah. So by, by choice or like, what was that time? I, like, uh, I was just traveling too much Yeah. and there was like three years when I didn't, um, ha- even have a home, you know, and I was just traveling around and staying on people's couches and stuff. And then, uh, uh, yeah, I was just traveling so much. I couldn't imagine, I, I just put it this way. Like if you can't take care of a plant, 
<laughs> There's no way that you're going to be able to yeah. take care of a, a, a relationship with a human being. Totally. Like, you know, and like, unless it's some extraordinary thing where they have enough funds to like travel, you know, visit once in a while and about, then you can visit travel. them. And yeah. And you're yeah. just like constantly like figuring out ways, but traveling is tiring and it's, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just bad. It just made sense to not. Totally. I, I so admire people that are able to be like functional, great single people that are nurturing their careers or themselves. Like, did you, was, did, when you did start dating was like, what was that <laughs> shift? Like, well, I mean, uh, dating is a weird thing. I mean, it's mostly like uh, when you start when you did start loving, loving, yeah, 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 <laughs> loving. I don't know how it happened. I guess like you'd meet people. Uh, I'd meet sometimes a person at a gig, very rarely, but mm-hmm. like once in a while at a gig. But they seemed kind of exemplary, and I was like, oh, who you know, let's go and hang out the next day, and like, oh yeah, you're coming, kind of and then just kind of slowly built. But what would end up happening is I would like kind of have these different people that we all knew that everything was kind of free and willy nilly. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and, and so whenever I would travel to different places, sometimes swingers, what do you, what do you not mean? swingers, just, you know, just being with people, but not right. committing, you know, yeah, and just yeah, kind yeah. of like having an experience or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I will say in the beginning, when I was like 27, I went haywire in that direction. Like mm. just like crazy, crazy, like touring musician type of thing. And yeah. just like, and cause I was like super monogamous up and I'd never, I'd only been with like three people right. up until that point yeah. and so I kind of like had this explosion of like what's it like when you have vanilla with peanut butter and strawberry um, <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> I immediately <laughs> wanted to assign races to that. Yeah, I just kind of I went for it. But yeah, um, you had a Springer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I kind of broke out and was like, "Oh, this! Oh, wow, crazy!" But um, but but as time progressed, I uh, I couldn't get into the frivolous stuff as much. Mm-hmm. Like I had, I just got pickier and pickier and pickier and pickier. And if it wasn't someone that I could laugh with or someone you know that I could have a good time with, and yeah, um, I mean not like I was seeing people that were like, you're horrible, but I like the sex. Like it was never, <laughs> never, never like that. There was yeah. always something, but sometimes you just don't connect with people. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so by the time that I ran into my first girlfriend before my last, this girl, current girlfriend, um, uh, it was, uh, yeah, I was like not really seeing anybody, you know, for a while. Gotcha. Are you, uh, um, sorry, I, I was just listening to you. I forgot that I'm the host of the show. <laughs> um, with uh, with your girlfriend, like, is she is she somebody that that you met doing shows and stuff? Is she also a comic? Person? She is uh, Carol Burnett. Um, she, uh, <laughs> oh, that would be great. I'd, I'd give you up for Carol Burnett. <laughs> that would be amazing. Hey guys, I'm uh, dating Carol Burnett. Um. <laughs> Everyone would have such a mixed reaction to that because everyone so respects Carol Burnett, so everybody would be like, yay! Oh, yeah, but, I, uh, can she do my podcast? Oh, I, strange. Yeah. Like all over the place. You're like, I can't stabilize my reaction. Um, um, no, uh, yeah, she, actually, weirdly enough, uh, she was in my first theater piece in New York oh. where she played this... Um, 
she was she's a dancer like a contemporary oh, dancer but she uh <laughs> she wore like this black like turtleneck and black slacks and black shoes and black gloves and a ski mask black ski mask <laughs> and she was on stage as one of two stage hands but they were also people in the show so That's they would well. move objects around you know mm-hmm. and uh, we also did a scene my favorite part that she did in the scene uh, or in this piece that kind of won me over was one she held a branch just a branch with a bunch of leaves on it and walked with her back to the audience like towards the back of the stage and there was a static image of that scene in Teen Wolf where uh, <laughs> where Boof and, uh, and Michael J. Fox are walking down the sidewalk it's just one shot and they're like really far away and they're slowly walking and they're talking about she's trying to hint at the fact that she likes him and he's not quite getting it yeah. and so we froze that image and we scrubbed all of the 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 frames where they're not in it so it made one like anyways uh, uh, so, so, um, and then I had two, two friends and they learned the dialogue and they dressed up exactly like the characters and they acted like they were walking. So they just walked in place and then she just slowly moved towards <laughs> because there's a scene where Michael J. Fox picks a leaf off of a bush that they're passing by and kind of messes with it and throws it over his shoulder. So he needed to make sure that that was in there. Uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, so she did that. And then there's another scene where she's in a full eighties Madonna outfit and she comes spinning out from the wings and she lands in my arms. And then we do this group dance piece for a second. Oh, that's and, awesome. and, uh, so I knew her from that. And I, I thought that she, and we had like, how do you kiss. cast her? Was she your, we, were you directing her? She or? was, she was suggested. She came from, uh, NYU uh, experimental theater program or whatever and someone knew her and they were like yeah she choreographs and so she was willing to do it she was very young at the time wasn't my intention to like (laughs) hook up with a young girl but like uh, she would just happen to be young but she's also hyper hyper intellectual she's one of the smartest people I've ever met so we kept in touch throughout the years and then one summer we started hanging out and we were just like hey friends you know and then one day I was like wow she's really kind of hot and then <laughs> and then something happened and then she was like I don't want to be someone it's like you know that's like it's not because I like what you do and you know and there was like that whole struggle of like because uh-huh. for her she enjoys what I what I do yeah, and yeah. she's younger and she didn't want it to she's just very careful about the image right, of like, yeah. like oh you know why are they together and that, and that and I just liked her but I understand from her perspective it was Interesting, like to actually make it. Like come she together. did, she didn't want people to think that she was like Starfucker. Yeah, exactly. Like, I see, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like if I was in a, one of her shows because she throws shows, mm-hmm. she doesn't want it to seem like oh I'm using my leverage to like make something you know to to help them out you know because right. we're in a relationship and it's yeah, like yeah. it's really because I like what she does whether I would be in a relationship anyways I would still support it which I which I did mm-hmm. you know, when she, they had a Kickstarter I donated their Kickstarter and completed their goal because they needed it was like so close and it was like one day left I was like fuck this this is happening so, <laughs> so, so, so I did that and that we weren't dating or anything you know we we're just friends nice. so there, there is a precedent for, for that anyways so she's great she's, she's awesome she's a dancer she, was, she did the Conan when I did Conan and there was a bunch of dancers she oh was she was one of the dancers yeah that was great that was so cool oh, thanks it was very weird mess <laughs> things happening but whatever um yeah. It was weird. But it was it was really great. Are you still doing uh, theater pieces and stuff? Yeah, um, I, I won this uh, weird award called the Spalding Gray Award. Oh, yeah, and, wow. And you also won the Andy Kaufman Award, right? Yeah, yeah, way back when. You love contests. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit of a blue ribbon seeker. Um, <laughs> uh, love my ribbons. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> so many. Um, no, I mean, that was, I mean, Andy Kaufman was because uh, Kristen Shaw was the one who made that happen because she kept reminding me. She was like, you really got to, and it was like the day of. Yeah. She's like, have you submitted yet? And I'm like, well, no. And then I, <laughs> then I just had like some cell phone camera, you know, like way back when, like a, probably a Nokia N series or something. And then I just like shot me doing this goofy thing. And then I sent it in and they, they were like, sure, you're in. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So I, I owed it to Kristen for that. But that really helped. Yeah, that that was amazing. That was amazing. But yeah, and this other award, I don't know how I got it. I think uh, PS122 submitted me for it because they wanted cool. to, because they're closed now because of this huge renovation they're going through. Oh, okay. Um, well, PS122, if you guys don't know, is like this amazing contemporary performance space in New York. Very legendary. was open right in 1979. Um, Philip Glass and Spalding Gray and Laurie Anderson, all these people were... Uh, intrinsic part of it, Eric Bogosian. But, uh, so it's great. Anyways, while they're doing that, they're kind of like drumming up excitement and I think somehow they've figured out a way. So I'm going to be making a a theater piece next year, a new theater piece that's going to tour there, maybe here at Red Cat, um, the Walker and on the boards and, uh, Andy Warhol Museum. Yeah. Amazing. Right now, because you do, you do so many different, you're such a multi-talented performer. I'm sure, like, to the extent that I'm sure you're sick of people saying, like, you do so much, or you're funny, and you're singing it. <laughs> I'm sick of it. Um, <laughs> no, like, what, what right now, uh, what inspire, what, what, what medium is inspiring you most right now? What are you most, what do you most look forward to do? Because you probably, you put on all these different hats. Yeah, I mean, I mean, ultimately, I think if I had to choose at the end of the day, like something that that always is consistently inspiring to me, it would mm-hmm. definitely be theater, mm-hmm. because theater is is every single art form, like all at once. Did someone just whistle. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of true. It's like yeah, it's yeah. live, but it's it's also immersive. But it incorporates you know uh, lighting, uh, painting, projection if you wanted, audio tricks. You know, it's everything in one. But. Um, uh, recently, uh, a filming thing, like things uh, filmed, film, filmic ideas, um, stupid. I've been pitching a science fiction show. Awesome. That, 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 uh, that here's the interesting thing. I designed a show that's that I thought would be if I had a pitch meeting with a network, they'd go like, "Really? Okay, let's do it." Like, <laughs> and, 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 and what I mean by that is that it's incredibly cheap to make. Nice. But it's science fiction. Cardboard spaceship show. It's a car. It's 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 like there's no, there's absolutely no visual effects. There are no costumes, but it is science fiction, and uh, and it, I've I've designed it so that I can shave two thirds the amount of time that it takes to shoot an entire episode just by the design of, uh, so I designed it from the production up. So I was like, it'll be one third the amount of time. It will be hardly any money and it's going to be really awesome. And people are still like, I don't get it. And they still, they still don't get it. And I'm like, Jesus. Okay. Well, I guess I'll have to do it on my own. So hand puppets in space, hand, the hand puppets, maybe not hand puppets. It's just people in regular situations acting like it's something bigger than what it is. That's exciting. What's, uh... I don't get it. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it again. I don't get it. Um, don't you just love uh, people who have control at networks and stuff? Yeah, it's 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 a weird thing because some people you can just feel the uh, the people above them. You know, like when they're sitting there going like, uh huh. 
concert. Like they're processing. Like, well, Joe's not going to like that. Sally's going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Sir Winslet is going to be very disappointed. <laughs> Barbara's going to be all for it, but she has a problem with Nick. And you know, like, like they're just sitting there, and you can just see them bouncing it around yeah. and going like, well, I don't think so. It, it, it has to be like something like something like something meets something. Yeah. And if it's I, not that, they don't. They don't get it. But the good thing is the era of the middle people is is kind of it's becoming a little bit more irrelevant with mm-hmm. like uh, Netflix. And eventually I think there'll just be like awesome distribution systems. Yeah. And you can just plug into it and people if they watch it, it'll survive. And then if they don't, then it then it might not or, or it might. Who knows? But all I'm saying is that I don't want to ever wait for these motherfuckers to get their shit together for something. Yeah, you know, and it, sounds, like, it seems like you don't wait at all. You're, no, no yeah. definitely not. I mean, that's the one thing I will say. All the stuff that's been ha- happening that, that I've run into and had the fortune of running into, I just take, now I'm going, oh, I've got a little bit of overhead. I'm just going to put that into a project. Why am I asking someone to, to help me out with this? I'm just yeah. going to do it. I have a great relationship with the internet, so... so. <laughs> Internet's really nice place, you know. <laughs> most most of the time. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyways, the, it, it's a it's an interesting uh, time, I guess, for art and stuff because you just can't wait. Your creativity has an expiration date. Yeah. Has to stay fresh. Yeah. And uh, if 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 you kind of sit on an idea too long and it festers, it can kind of cause problems because you're like, I don't know how to make things. You know, it's like, well, you got to always practice making it. And I mean, if someone says you can't, then you just keep you just do it anyways. This is the, a very inspirational show. <laughs> I'm a, I am a very good podcast host. And I love to fuck. No, I'm just, <laughs> I, I just, I'm just gonna edit in uh, you being like, and then I fucked. And the theater. We earlier we were talking about um, crazy crazy love acts and things, oh, things you do when you're yeah. like younger. What's, what's your experience with that? Have you ever done something that's uh, uh, maybe something you wouldn't do now? Yeah, there's definitely a few things. I mean, one, I'd, I'd say the thing that comes to mind is um, I heard mention of a dojo. Um, <laughs> I, uh, um, I have a unique relationship with dojos. Um, dojo's the name of an album. No, I, I, um, no, what, I was dating, I was in this cover band called Hit Explosion, which did um, uh, disco covers and it got really big in Seattle like mm-hmm. there were all these you know frats or whatever jocks and, and <laughs> their people that really loved it and dress up in fake afro wigs and shit it was really weird and slightly racist but what? like um, uh, but it was huge and, and I just remember one night I was like we were performing and I was waiting off stage and uh, this vo- this girl came up I couldn't see her but she came up and, and said to me in my left ear she like grabbed my shoulder and it was like my friend has a crush on on you and she's gonna stab it. <laughs> I was like I was like who is this you know so then I ended up liking that girl that was whispering to me and she's this Australian aerobics instructor and um and uh, and we started seeing each other, but she was still she was finishing up a relationship that she was in. Mm. <laughs> Very politically and, correct. Yeah, right? finishing it up because you want to like use it's a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, just finishing it up. Or it's like pie. I still have a couple hours on this. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, a couple weeks went by. Things felt good, good intensity, and then um, I just started getting weird and paranoid about. Mm. Uh, 
her relationship to him and whether, you know, what's whatever. And then yeah. I know that she was like one night, she's like, I'm going to um, kind of cut it off tonight. Cause he really wanted to, we want to <laughs> talk or whatever. She had an apartment that was on the first floor and um, the window to her living room was the same height as the ground basically. So it was like kind of split level or whatever. Okay, this yeah. is an apartment building. And I knew that they were going to be hanging out. So I parked my car <laughs> and, and went around because there were no shades or anything like that. And I just sat outside the window and watched them. And, they and, were, and you definitely blend in. Oh, I totally <laughs> blended in. No one, no, one, no one knew me. I, was, I mean, it was light inside. You know, it was like oh, spy yeah. movie shit. But, like, but I just remember watching them like cross-legged, sitting across from each other, having this really intense conversation. Like they were just like on the floor like... You know, like this. And then at one point, they just start making out really oh, hardcore. And I'm just like. <laughs> I, mean, how do you, I mean, after when we do these crazy things, obviously we don't think about what our next step is. No. You just went, you're like, I don't, I don't know why I'm here. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I, I, everything that I feared is happening. Uh, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, that was that was crazy. But he's a he practiced tang sudo, so he was like this really long blonde mane of hair and kind of like really sensitive guy. But he's like badass at this crazy. He's a black belt, you know. It was it was insane. And then I told her that I that I did that. Oh, yeah, what was her reaction? To she see? was just like, oh, I'm sorry. It was just like our last parting kiss or whatever. Blah blah blah. And then I had a meeting with him. <laughs> the dojo? I, no, not at the dojo. At a coffee shop, which is dojo neutral. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a very, it was it was intense. But I called the meeting because I was like, I just want to talk to this guy so that we're clear. It was like the most like mature, like you know, yeah. kind of like adulty thing that I what, think I've ever done. What did you What did you say? What we just you? we just met, and I was just like, hey, I just want to let you know that I care about you, and he's like, yeah, you, you know, and we were just like exchanging this like oh, respect for you, but what? what I don't know. It was weird, and I was nervous, but I was like trying to be like, uh, yeah, like you know, like I don't know, I don't know. I, I think it ended well, but in, she t ended up being completely insane. No, <laughs> no. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. So you continued to date her? Uh, yeah, for like uh, two and a half years. Oh or my gosh! Like yeah. <laughs> she like towards the end, she went to Tokyo and like was dancing in Tokyo, uh -huh. like, doing this like topless weird dancing, and All then. Right. Um, and then would send me pictures of her on occasion. She sent me like these big mail th packages or whatever with like, you know, candy, Japanese candy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then she finally told me on the phone, it's like, yeah, I've been seeing someone for the last month. And, and, <laughs> and, but it was so crazy. The relationship was so crazy that when she told me that I was like, yes, <laughs> I was like, really? I was kind of like, Ugh, but then also like, yeah. oh, good. Okay. Well, there's the out because like, right. I have a, like a, I'm like a total pussy when it comes to like like I don't know like have chemistry you know um, <laughs> no one will let you down but uh, but you only let yourself down and that person in the end anyways <laughs> so um, yeah anyways that that was kind of one of the craziest yeah it's a, it must have been upsetting to realize that you were the person that was almost done <laughs> in yeah. Japan that she was calling I, back and yeah it was weird it was it, I mean yeah it was such a strange mix of emotions and then she she came back and we continued to live together for mm -hmm. like three months 
and then and then had sex once. Uh-huh. That was it. But slept ne- in the same bed next to each other for like three months, and then finally I moved. Oh, she moved out. It's crazy. But she was Australian, so she didn't have a green card, so she had to go back. All right, come on out, Shelley. No, go, Shelley. Shelley. All right. Well, okay. uh, we're we're going to we're gonna end with an audience question. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, sure. Be turned on by that. That's fine. That's all right. <laughs> all right. So this is from. An email from on the internet. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right, this this question is uh, this question is from Penny. Uh, I have one and a half questions I was hoping to get your advice on. First of all, I'm finding myself really struggling with relationship definitions, and I was wondering where you draw the line between dating a boyfriend slash girlfriend type relationship. I've solicited a number of opinions, and the top two responses seem to be either based on exclusivity or expectations of some sort of nebulous future together. Thoughts? I don't, I don't necessarily think titles are important, but I have a lot of trouble in relationships figuring out what I should feel comfortable asking for, emotional support, support etc. Secondly, since I am in a relationship with a pretty gray area, area definition, I, guy, I think she's saying, um, I have a more specific sexy times question. <laughs> <laughs> Please feel free to ignore this part if you feel it's in any way uncomfortable. I haven't read this ahead of time. Uh, uh, The guy I've been seeing for the past five months, but it makes me nervous that if she listens to my show and she thinks this is going to make me feel uncomfortable, I I hope it's not about kids. All right. The guy I've been seeing for the past five months and I have a really great fun and sexual relationship. However, he is very stressed slash hyper-focused prone person and he often uses uh, what the good old internet describes as death grip style masturbation quite frequently because it's one of the few things that shuts his brain off. Uh, when we when we have sex, he has no problem getting hard, and he always gets me off. But he always has, <laughs> but he <laughs> but he has only gotten off two or three times without having to take over. It's a bit demoralizing for me, and it makes me feel like we shouldn't even bother having sex because he doesn't really get anything out of it, and I can get off just as easily in other ways. How do I bring this up? And more importantly, do I have any business bringing this up? Uh, we are in an exclusive but very ill-defined relationship that makes it difficult for me to tell if I have any right to make demands on his masturbatory habits. All the best, Penny. All, all the best? Yes. <laughs> I made you a bunt cake. Like, like, thanks. Thanks. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's... Uh, well, <laughs> I didn't know about this death grip thing. Is that like, is I it like a club? Internet, I don't know. Why did the internet come up with that? What, is, <laughs> what does it even mean? I mean, maybe she looked it up. Like yeah. boyfriend holds penis very tight. <laughs> what is yeah, yeah. What it's is like, this? It's like, well, how much pressure? Because you have to measure the amount of pressure that he's exerting. Um, uh, not quite close to death grip. Um, it's it sounds it sounds what, like. What they, grip they, do you use? I use I use a loose grip, you know. You gotta yeah, keep yeah. it loose, you know. It's like, you know, just like so that it feels river, more like it's grip. not you doing it, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, you know. If I had a penis, like, I would just paddle it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a tetherball. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two more reps. Two more reps. <laughs> Need to build up side strength. Um, okay. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. Side <laughs> um, it's, it sounds like they need to define some shit. Is what it sounds like. It sounds. 
sounds like, uh, and I don't know them, it sounds like they're not, she's not really her boyfriend in the way that she, she wants him to be, obviously. Like, if they're not, yeah. it feels like she's, like, kind of excusing away a lot of stuff, but is a little distracted. Oh. Right. But this, this, but I'm not, you know, this is my, my quote-unquote terrible advice. Right, because I think if a guy's interested, he'll outright say, like, are we boyfriend-girlfriend? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I think, think so. he'll, he would bring it up. And I think Penny, like, what, Penny, sorry. Hey, little Penny. Uh, Hi, Penny. Hey, Penny. Hey, Penny. What do you get out of this relationship? <laughs> and you start a new one, you'll realize he didn't really like you that much. Um, <laughs> yep. yep. You know, we 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 put up with a lot because we we so we don't want to be alone, and we think that like yeah. no no matter what's happening to us, we think that that's what we deserve. But you do like if you don't know where the relationship is, and clearly like you can't say to him like I can say you're my boyfriend, right? And he's like, oh, just a second, I yeah. I mean, that's that sounds harsh, but I do, you deserve. She deserves to define the relationship. No, she deserves more than that. Yeah, she like- deserves more than that. And also, I'd say sexually, it's a good, it's a good indicator right? because if uh, usually when you have a good connection with somebody, right? It's like you can, after a while, uh, you kind of are able to control. Uh, not necessarily control, but <laughs> but you're into the person, so you're into the moment, and the yeah. moment is what gets you off. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like for him, it's like he doesn't have that connection. So oh, yeah, the, the brain end, getting shut off. Yeah, like, he has yeah. to take he has to take over. So when yeah. he's taking over, it's like he's not even connected to her at that point. Yeah. So she's right about the the feeling that she feels where she's like, well, I could get off any other way. They, you know, he either needs to like go, okay, I like this person, I want to be with this person, let's figure out how to the connect in the moment, right, yeah, or get off the horse. I don't know. <laughs> well, in the same way with horse. the, I mean, she's kind of right that like she doesn't really have any business criticizing his his masturbation style. Like if she's a, that she's allowed she to does. feel well, I, I don't know. I mean, like, if she if she's uncomfortable with it, she's allowed to. Talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, yeah like it's that's that's fine. That's I feel like fine. she's like distracted. Like that's a much smaller issue than the bigger issue that like. It's an indicator, we, though. Yeah, it's they're sleeping I- together. Yeah. yeah, it is an indicator. But that's yeah. it kind of because it kind of means that to me. It's like wishy washy. It's like mm-hmm. if you're like every time when you get into a cycle like that, you know, yeah. that's the thing that I fear the most is like patterns. And so, especially in intimacy, if there's no kind of change or evolution happening, then uh, there and someone notices in the situation, uh, it, there, something needs to be talked about because and if he's like, ah, oh, it freaks me out. I don't know. Ah, if I'm comfortable, you know, then yeah. then that leads to other conversations, but. And if he punishes her for talking about it, that's yeah, not good. Yeah, that's it's like shitty because obviously you're supposed to be able to talk about stuff, and there's always that first argument that you have with someone, like everything's going great, and then there's like that weird conflict, and you and and, yeah, you're and you like, don't want to, or what is happening? Yeah, are they yeah. just going to leave if yeah, I bring yeah, it up? Yeah, or like, yeah. you know, but once that happens, like one to three times, and you mm-hmm. know, like, oh, we can talk about stuff and get kind of emotional about it, and it yeah. doesn't mean that it's the end. Uh, that's that seems like they're not even close to that yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So fuck him, but not, not in a literal way. Put a death grip on that commitment, girl. Yeah. Woo! Uh, uh. Thank you so much for coming to the show. Very bad note. Press relax. Thank you, Portland. Good night. And then, uh, so the music comes up, and then we just start. This is brought to you by NPR. <laughs>
we need small businesses. And right now, they need us. So Verizon is connecting big names in entertainment with small businesses around the country. Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names in entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on at Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo and Files Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Small businesses need us now more than ever.